Selfish climate changers. Welcome to your weekly dose of red pill politics. The show that is like toilet paper for your mind. Yes, indeed, we survived the great toilet paper crisis of 2020, uh, the great uh, COVID uh, bio attack and genocide of 2021, 22, and 23. Uh, we are survivors. If you're here hearing my voice right now, that means you're still in the fight. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, it's a beautiful, sunny, actually a warm, uh, what we got, 56 degrees here in the Northeast right now. Uh, we had a couple of days of uh, rain that, you know, just good, steady, uh, you know, typical spring uh, rain for about a day and a half. Ground still full of water here. I'd like the good Lord to send it to some places that are drier right now and have had uh, arid conditions, just the opposite in other parts of the country. Uh, hard to tell what's natural and what is created uh, by government. Government's out there trying to actually control the weather. They think they can actually do that. Incredible uh, arrogance. They have no idea what they're messing with. Such a complex group of uh, interlocking systems. They have no idea. They're, they're creating ripples in the pond. The effects of uh, what they're doing and whether it's even right. Whether it's even right. Remember I told you this story. I was part of a uh, kind of a government experiment a number of years ago. I uh, spent some time on the show talking about this before. It was called Daisy World. It was going back now in the 90s. And they were doing climate um, modeling. And uh, just as a quick refresher of what I'm talking about is it was uh, a room full of computer states, probably a hundred of us, environmental students and people going for their masters and their doctorate and actual uh, professionals, a lot of college kids all involved in this. And the only goal was to maintain you were given a, a theoretical planet that was kind of like Earth, you know, and how many uh, hours of sun it had, how many hours of darkness, everything simulated Earth. We knew what that was. But the only thing your planet was populated with was black and white daisies. And the only difference in the two, and it could be quantified and measured and, and known, was its albedo. And what albedo is, is a measure of something's um, reflectance. As you know, we see things yellow, red, green. We see a whole spectrum of colors. And that is because that uh, wavelength of color is 
was reflected back at us. Okay, and and that's the way we we interpret that. But that's also, as you measure that with the sunlight, as the sunlight hit our fictional planet, we had to maintain that planet within a livable range as far as its temperature. So what do you think that was? Well, that's pretty much what the livable range is here on Earth. So if a black daisy, as we all know, black things, if you ever had a uh, a car with black vinyl seats and you go and sit in there in the summer um, pretty damn hot. Am I correct? All right. And white is just the opposite. All right. So where black absorbs heat, white reflects more heat. It's albedo is greater. So you would think that a bunch of this, you know, was supposedly the uh, leaders in the industry and the uh, up and coming aspiring environmentalists would be able to figure out how many black daisies you need and how many white daisies you need. Just here's that number. Oh, there were a lot of mathematicians and math majors in there. So I'll, I'll make a formula. That's easy. Oh, sure it was. Well, the, the moral of the story at the end of the day, there was not one person in that room that could say we need 317 black daisies and 142 white daisies. And that will do it. There was no number that could be given where we didn't uh, just drive our planet. Either it would burn up or it would freeze over. All right. That there's, uh, you know, there's usable information in this. And that is the government should actually not be out there saying, well, this is what we want the temperature to be. And we're going to go spread our little policy daisies throughout the world. And, and regulate upon the vassals. This whole set of things. We're going to spray things in the atmosphere. They're considering dumping plastic beads in the oceans and the lakes and ponds to change. And they, again, they have no idea what they're doing. You change the entire plant community beneath the surface of a water body. The moment you start changing how deep the, um, where the photic zone is. In other words, how deep sunlight will penetrate because plants are photosynthesized. They need light, correct? Well, light is, is decreased logarithmically with every cubic foot of water. So, you know, there's numbers and things to be had there. Uh, but scientists have no idea. They're spraying things in the atmosphere that are not just changing the albedo in general across the earth. But these ripples, they show up uh, as alarm warnings from insurance companies and in solar companies you know, all these solar companies out there saying oh yeah this is the way of the future and you know our solar collector will uh, collect this much sunlight and turn that into usable energy um and this is how long we what their lifespan is well you know what if all their testing that they did on this five ten years ago is now completely invalid because the government has changed the albedo in the atmosphere Go out and measure it today. So what do you think solar companies are doing? What do you, Their little buttholes are puckering as the government ratchets down on more and more aerial spraying because it's literally changing the productivity and the guarantees they're making for their solar equipment. Let us not talk about the, the change in soil and water pH and the, the chemical reactivity, everything in life. Your body is just a great big chemical soup and things react differently 
depending on what you are interacting with. And in the environment, especially if they uh, spray something in, in the technologies that they have now, they're, they're not actual spray rigs anymore. People uh, used to get all hopped up. Oh, there it is. There it is. They're obviously spraying, you know, and they are set up and they got spray rigs and booms and outriggers for it. But nowadays they don't even need that because they got patents for this to be in the jet fuel literally everywhere. Uh, but private people uh, are probably burning this fuel, and as a, an exhaust emission, are, are these gases that they're hoping to put out and change how much sunlight strikes the Earth? Assuming that's even what they're trying to do. Uh, I expect that they are. There's some truth uh, to climate change. There's some, uh, without a doubt, the climate does change. Is it something we need to uh, be worried about and thinking about? You're damn right. Absolutely. But we've got to keep things in context, as always. Those with an agenda will take uh, valid information presented out of context to meet their agenda. The governments of the world, by and large, here's a big struggle going on. There's kind of the theme of today's show is nationalism versus globalism. Uh, I heard uh, some a number of podcasters, actually, have been nibbling around the edge of this uh, recently, and I agree with them. I think about this a lot. I, I mean, are we going into civil war? Or are we going into revolution? Uh, is it a hybrid? Uh, I mean, what is it that, that we're sliding into here? What is happening? I'm always uh, trying to, you know, look at all the moving parts and where the the weaknesses and bottlenecks are and, and everything. Um, but just having situational awareness is I do believe that right now, you know, government, uh, their, their, their main plan of attack when they seek more power is always to create divides. So they, they got a wonderful political situation here, especially in America, where it's completely dipolar. Two opposite ends. And if they can divide you and get you into a camp... All right, that, that's all we need to know. And they've done this masterfully. You look at the uh, the mainstream uh, prostitutes are mocking this uh, perfectly, following the, the, the plan book uh, to the letter. Uh, they're parroting out these things. They've picked a side. All right, the progressive globalists are uh, who's in charge here right now. And their network, the deep state, we always talk about. The deep state is not just a career politician. All right, Mitch McConnell's uh, leaving. Um, you know, Feinstein, they finally announced uh, she's dead. Uh, you know, the, people think it's just career politicians that you can't pry out of office with a crowbar. And that is really not it. They are facilitators. They were empowered. They were, you know, they sold their souls to the devil, most literally. And, and, and you know, they've been in, enriched uh, with money. I don't think any of them uh, possess happiness and peace in their heart, but they do have money. And they've sold us out, no doubt. But the real deep state, the real worry, because those people someday will drop dead, whether they like it or not. (laughs) After that, believe you me, you know, uh, they can have all the money and all the sweet talk and lies they want. Um, They're going to have a day of reckoning that, uh, you know, we, we're all <laughs> waiting uh, for them to experience. But you know what? They die. 
They turn to dust. They're gone. But the things that they facilitated and allowed to exist, allowed those little noxious weeds, those tyrannical weeds uh, to take root and grow, to network their roots together and strengthen and it's, you know, right now it's the bulk constrictor around our throats. These, that's the real deep state. Those things that do not change when you elect one of the bad apples out or they die or whatever, the machine moves on. So you, please get it out of your head that the deep state is equal to and synonymous with a pol- politician because it's not, it's so much more than that, in that you can solve this by merely, you know, swapping them out once in a while with a good guy and letting them continue to be swept up. You know, I often refer to the GOP, and I think it's a very accurate analogy, when they're not actually complicit in selling us out for political favor and political capital, they're downright impotent. They're like, seaweed in the tide they really don't know what's going to happen to them they're going to get pushed and nudged somewhere but they're utterly impotent to do anything about charting their own course to standing for something so yeah they, they that, that swamp is deep over there too and until unless and until the people themselves realize that they hold the most significant role in the reform in which they seek, that they are included in that equation. They are not only included, they are the root of it. Because in that, that's those are the people who will bring uh, out into the open and disassemble the real deep state the bureaucracies, they're referred to as uh, bureaucracies all the time, but they're tyrannical. They create policy ordinance and code that comes down. I've told you this over and over again, how crap gets from the United Nations into the American Planning Association, into your regional planners, into your local planning board's office, where they come out and say, hey, look at this uh, great thing, this great movement going on here. You know, we got this, and all we got to do is take, uh, put your name on it, name of your town, and we have all these things that you get for free. We have all these grants. We'll forget about all the the this, uh, the standards and prerequisites and the tethers in the background for you to get that grant money. Oh, you know, it's like the the cartel. You know, they don't allow your business to exist and provide security so it doesn't burn down for nothing. You know. That comes with an expense. (laughs) Yes, indeed. And before you know it, the U.N. crap is right in your local bylaws. We need people. And guess what? If you're looking in in D.C. for someone to come into your friggin' town hall and, and, and squeegee this stuff out of your policies, you're looking in the wrong damn place. Seriously. Why are you looking for a, a, a solution to something that's literally in your backyard, in your bedroom, in your pocket, in your kid's head, right in your friggin' little town? And you're looking to D.C., do you think Trump is going to fix that? 
I've said this before. I hope he comes in like a communist wrecking ball, not to have really much of an agenda other than to go after whatever he can executively, whatever he can do within the, the Constitution to begin disassembling. Those ripples that I told you about, they happen no matter what, good and bad. Those will start ripples that will come to your town. And you damn well got to be there. And in this moment of political entropy and confusion, you've heard, and and let's not uh, omit uh, some of the actual value of what, uh, what the hell is that monster's name there when the, uh, when the bankers got in there and hiked up all the estimates for uh, housing and housing bubble collapsed. Uh, what the heck was his name from New York? Uh, one of the Fed guys. He said, you, you know, you'd never let a good crisis go to waste. And, he, and you know, as a tyrant, uh, he's looking at it from one point of view. As patriots, we look at that from another point of view. When there is instability... There is opportunity. Things are happening, okay? We, we all got to admit, right now, things are happening that were not really planned for. Some of them were, were planned for, but some of them weren't. And even of the ones that are planned for, can they handle it? Actually, the, you know, the, the human factor is we do things in, in a moment of crisis. We'll do almost anything uh, to, to protect our lives and protect our families and, and, and to protect Okay, uh, I mean, above and beyond, you know, just violence and, and, and you know, repelling uh, an offender. But just the things that we do are unpredictable. And when this instability uh, ripples through the system and it's happening, there's whole uh, entire industries, almost everything is unstable right now, economically not doing well. And, and when things become insolvent. And just go away. The ripples just get bigger. Well, these ripples open up opportunity. All right, the chaos is coming to your town. You may or may not have a groundswell of illegals. I don't know your particular situation, but the financial ripples are are lapping your shores. Lapping your shores. The, The Soviet system, the deep state, is doing nothing but expanding with every single crisis. The trend has been for decades now. The trend has been with every crisis, with every emergency. Oh, my God. Income government at all levels to save the day. But I'll tell you, a politician, I don't care if he's on your select board or if he's in the White House. It goes right to their damn head. And they come in as if prancing on a white horse with the solutions. They all become little dictators, the vast majority of them. And boy, they put in place things that are, you know, the ones that create the problems are creating the solutions. And and they're just there greasing the skids for it. Well, no, the the quietness is over. You got to go right after those people. Because the moment you get a voting majority on your select board, you can say, you know what, uh, we've, uh, we're going to reconsider our contract with the Regional Planning Commission. I do believe we're not going to be members any longer. Oh, another, the ripples are now getting bigger. 
the courts will not be able to handle the lawsuits as the deep state panics and tries to sue people to mandate compliance and partnership and contracts with them. That's what's going to happen. The ripples will get bigger. Ripples will get bigger. What happens when when these people that are actually breaking the law, when when the, your average citizen stands up and says, "All right, you know, you voted to provide to aid and abet to to traffic to transport to shelter and entice illegal aliens," you took our community center that was for us uh, to keep for us parents. To make sure our kids had something wholesome to do, keep them off the streets, away from drugs, away from gangs. You took that from us and gave it to illegals, knowingly, violation of federal law. And sue them. Fill these stinking courtrooms. Right now they're festering cesspools of socialism and Marxism. All three branches of government have turned on you. Seriously. I don't know. Phone lines are open, 512-248-8252. Feel free to hop on. Let me know what's grinding your gears. Got any comments? We had a couple of great shows last uh, couple of weeks here. Um, we had on, let's see, let me reflect back. Uh, the Take Our Border Back uh, people, they uh, were back on the organizers, and it looks like they're kind of debriefing from the first convoy effort regrouping, taking their time, uh, looking at the situation, evaluating new partnerships, and they haven't actually announced um, anything uh, definitive yet for a round two. Um, but I was pressing them, as you recall. Go back and uh, listen to that video in the archive, um, that there be an assignment for us. It's like every time, remember when, uh, January 6th, you know, a, a million people showed up in D.C. All right, And for every person that went down there there was probably you know 50 or 100 back home that were with them in spirit but physically couldn't make the trip across country uh, to show up at the nation's capital you know there was a lot of people a lot of support more than we think I don't know I'm getting off on a tangent anyways uh, feel free to call in if you'd like uh, if not, uh, a couple of things I want to talk about. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the mayor of uh, New York, Kathy Hochul, uh, never-ending disappointment. Um, she's now considering giving illegals government jobs. So <laughs> with every passing week right now, they're freaked out. They double down, they triple down, they just keep on, uh, you know, they cannot go back. They cannot even slow down because if they slow down and the people stop, take a deep breath, look around them and actually realize what they're doing and what they have done, it's all over. So they have to have new crisis, new emergency, new this over and over and over again, hit you over and over and over again, hoping they can get through to somewhere near election time. Uh, Illegals are being given licenses. They're they're policing us, Americans. Illegal aliens are are getting jobs in law enforcement and security. Even we're hearing offers and grumblings of getting them in the military. But can you imagine a a police officer, uniformed police officer, who is an illegal alien, coming up to enforce 
upon you. Well, what a cold bitch slap in the face that is, huh? Isn't it? Uh, seriously, this is actually being done. They want to give them government jobs. Hmm, you got to be kidding me right now. The, the mere suggestion of that, some, uh, Hulkle should just be arrested right, right on the spot. And then look right down her cabinet, everyone who affiliated with this and supported it, arrest them too, and replace them. Now, get the National Guard in there if you have to, uh, to, to run the, the show, keep the, uh, you know, keep the coffee hot. Well, we have a special election in New York to replace these tyrants. Give them their day. Give them due process. Right? Give them their day in court. Make sure, it, you know, <laughs> but then you look at the health of the court system. It's like an endless uh, uh, positive feedback loop of tyranny. You know, what would they do? Oh, no. Well, we're just not going to allow this evidence. And then based on the evidence we did allow, you're guilty. All right. And then we're going to let a jury decide how guilty you are and, and how punitive we should be numbering in the millions and billions, maybe trillions. <laughs> yeah, so the, the courts are a mess. Hot mess. I don't know. Daniel Shays knew what to do when the courts got uh, nasty like that. Remember when uh, all those farmers that got through securing liberty in this country uh, get back from war, and there's a government auctioning their farms off because they couldn't pay the taxes while they were off risking their lives to secure the liberty in this country. All right? The farmers got together. You know, they had a little water cooler talk, if you will, stood around the water trough. And said, you know what? This cannot be tolerated. This is tyranny. And and they went to Northampton Superior Court, and they they just stopped them from auctioning the farms off. They shut it down. All right, this was you know we go online now. If you're lucky enough to go out and find your own independent news, you'll see that many nations of the world, their cities are swelling with the lights and the roar and the rumble of farmers' tractors. Okay, this was that of that time. They, they they went to the courthouses first. They said, nope, nope, that's it. You're not auctioning off our farms any longer. You are shut down. And they went to the Springfield Armory to load up on Liberty Tools. They helped themselves over there and were heading for Boston. But apathy got them. <laughs> if you look at the real history... Uh, Shays Rebellion, when those guys, they had two great victories. Farmers were coming on board. Things were happening. This is what really inspired. And, and there was a, a major sense of urgency of the time to get uh, a constitution passed. Because they were freaking out. And then, the same way the deep state's panicking now and the progressives are freaking out, this was starting to happen at that time. Only they were uh, afraid of how... You know, how was liberty going to survive this? There was pretty much, I won't say a lawless period, is is there were governing uh, thoughts and documents of the time. But it was that pressure from from the farming community that came about and and, uh, pressed them at that time to move up the timeline and get together and figure out what they were going to do. Uh, to solidify our liberty as a nation and unify us as individual parts 
Uh, it was quite the challenge. The history is incredible. But, it, you know, it started as that, and they got a couple of victories under their belt, and then apathy got them. As they set up a camp and, and settled in for the night on their way to Boston, all right, they weren't done yet. They, they just stopped uh, the auctioning of their properties, went and loaded up on armament, and they were on their way to Boston. Um, and, and they celebrated a little too hard. Real history, if you look into it, is they were attacked in the wee, wee hours of the morning when them poor boys was all hung over. They had almost no warning. They were hit. They lost a lot of people, and they dispersed and wound up all over the place, many of them up in Canada. Apathy has always been our worst enemy. <laughs> uh, we'll be right back in a few minutes. Got a few messages from our sponsors. You're listening to Red Pill Politics on the Republic Broadcasting Network. You stay with us, and we'll be right back. Is it conspiracy? Do shadow hands run democracy? The edge of speak of a lie. Shrouded in secrets and mysteries. Bloodlines of history, they sit at the top. are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise, from flags to T-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com, where you can meet all of your Southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party 
and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not, or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Email Tom at republicbroadcasting.org. T-O-M at republicbroadcasting.org. My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it, and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get, and you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. Politics. Great to have you all on board. Um, here at Red Pill Politics, we are doers. All right, we're not just here to commiserate and have a little bit special once a week. We are doers. And right now, the one thing I like you to do is head on over to republicbroadcasting.org. Make sure they're saved in your favorites. Check out the other great programs there. There's all kinds of wonderful programs. Leave a comment. Uh, if you go to the show archive. You'll find that there's an archive of every show going back as far as you want to listen. All right. Share those links around. Embed those players. Get the the word out. Um, Contact the station. If you have a website, one of the ways you can help us is, you know, not only share the link itself, uh, but put the player up there. So people can go to your website, hit that one click player. So progressives can even listen on your website. Isn't that incredible uh, technology today while it's still up? Uh, I don't know. That's one thing you can do. Uh, If you like to get more engaged right now, literally right now during the show, the live broadcast every week, there's two ways you can do that. You can go to redpillpolitics.chattango.com where there's a group over there chatting it up right now. And you can also follow me, and I would greatly appreciate if you would, over on Rumble. All right, we got a Rumble channel up there. Uh, we'd love to have you as a subscriber, get on those notifications, so that every time we go live, every show, every week, you can jump in there in the text chat, share your links, share your comments, ask your questions, and share the love. All right, you, now that's real easy to do. Just do a search on Rumble or head over to redpillpolitics.tv, where I'm sure you're already subscribed, right? So you know 
uh, when my other snarky musings come out. Um, and you'll see the link is right there. Pretty uh, simple and easy. So do try to hit that donation button. We are listener funded here at Republic Broadcasting Network, uh, which means we can talk about pretty much anything. All right. We're not filtered. We can talk about the real issues. And um, that's important. And I've said this, and all the trends indicate this. If you go and look, crunch the numbers and look yourself in comparison uh, between the mainstream and what independents are doing in terms of viewership and the raw information that's being distributed, the the independents out there, the little uh, the little shows like this, RBN. Uh, uh, look at uh, some of the other uh, a guy called Salty Cracker has more views uh, than networks do. And there's a reason for that. Uh, they're the new mainstream. That's what's happening. The new mainstream media is going to be a la carte style. It's going to be the in- independents out there. But that means that we got to get the the people off their asses. they they got to have discernment. All right, you've been told and you've been conditioned that you are simply too stupid to know the difference between fact and fiction between disinformation, misinformation, and their information. All right, I have trust in you. You can do this. All right, discernment. It's not something you need a degree for. It's it's tied intimately to this uh, thing we call common sense. All right, you got to wake up, folks. Get involved. Uh, Support us where you can. Um, what else do I want to complain about? I don't want to complain. I want to uh, expound on uh, what what I think is happening. You know, as part of what I, I just mentioned with the, the new mainstream media being the independents out there collectively and what they, they have, they're decentralizing it from the hands of a few networks. That evolution has taken place in, in we the people. They're beginning to cut those cords. They're, they're like a little infant. You're taking his first steps out there on its own. <laughs> That's what kind of what's happening here with people thinking for themselves, realizing that they got the, the capability to reason through these things when presented with all the information, not slanted. Right? You can convince a child the moon is made of cheese. Remember that. All right? Or you can tell them the truth. All right? Stay away from that flat earth stuff. <laughs> All right, I've got no more jabs at those guys. Um, nationalism versus globalism. That is what's starting to evolve here. I agree with some of those independents out there, and even the mainstream. Uh, you can tell because they got their early morning talking points a while ago about demonizing the same way they did the term conspiracy theorist and, and made that attachment that mental attachment they're trying to create another mental attachment uh, using the word nationalism christian nationalist white nationalist anyone who has a a propensity to be proud of their country want their borders respected all right they're not isolationist but they are about their country first Right? America can be like that, and that's the way this, this great melting pot was supposed to be, is that we are America, 
and F you if you don't like it. This is the way we do it. We, we're going to have freedom and liberty here. Rights are independent. They're not collectivized. And, and this is America, and this is our home in the way we do things. If you're tired of your, your socialism and your communism and your dictatorships and your monarchies, and you can escape them, we welcome you. Knock on the front door. Learn to speak English because that's the language here. Why? Not because we're white supremacist nationalists, but because we want you to be able to come in here and immediately be able to communicate with your American brothers and sisters. So you can contract uh, for services, for you can go to a job interview and interview in English and speak well and be able to get a job. So you can communicate with our, our to get everything that you want, that you can aspire. You could be a millionaire if you communicate with the right people in the right way, with the right thoughts and a good work ethic. Yeah, but knock on the front door. That's not a bad thing, folks. They're trying to uh, make nationalists, people that have a nationalist mentality and a nationalist worldview, because this really does run counter to globalism, doesn't it? <laughs> Bastards. They told us through the 70s and 80s and into the 90s, what you know, this window dressing of globalization, what it would be. And they floated out these things, well-baited hooks that were only very marginally defined, allowing us to build a mental image of what this new globalization was going to be. Oh, boy, howdy. And we let our imaginations and our apathy mix. And here we are. Holy mackerel. <laughs> uh, do we got some reform to do? And people have got to realize you're not the dullards that the government would like you to think you are. They do not have to protect you from yourself. They've got you thinking that. They want to do away with the Second Amendment. You know, you know that you are not capable of defending yourself, so government's going to do it for you. All right, this is the same government that has such a, a propensity and a bloodthirst for violence and war is the one that wants to disarm you and protect you. Oh, my God. I don't know. I, I, I just don't know. Um, I, I, I blame most of it on us. Tyrants will do what tyrants will do. And that's a fact. You know, but, uh, you know, they want what they want more than we want what we want. They want power and control more than we want freedom and liberty. Be perfectly honest with you. I mean, I, I did. And, you know, wh what are we going to do? Anything? Doesn't look like it. Really doesn't look like it. I'm going to remain hopeful, though. The one last thing, we, the worst thing that we can do is uh, is to have a sense of hopelessness. Feeling helpless is one thing. Is when you you know what to do and you need help. You need those others to stand with you. That's helplessness. Hopelessness is that feeling when. You know, we've done uh, all I've done all I can do. And other people, you know, for whatever reason, you know, there's no hope. 
that hope is gone. No hope that other people will stand with you. No hope that things will change themselves. No hope that you alone can do it. And that, and this is something that the political elite, they measure that. They spend millions of dollars uh, in, in the elite measuring that. And when your sense of hopelessness as a population begins to dip down, they ratchet up the propaganda. You know, Noam Chomsky, as much of a card-carrying socialist as he is, as a linguist, and some of the things that he's focused on in the past, if you go back and look at some of his uh, talks on that, because... Uh, he tuned into some important things in terms of government propaganda and how the political elites out there um, use you as a, a tug of war rope. Uh, all right, um, I think we got some callers on the line here. Uh, let's check in. Um, Chance from West Virginia. How are you today, Chance? Uh, so, you know, it's so damn obvious to me. You know, talking about how things should be. There's only wishful thinking at this point. If Americans don't come to the realization very soon that we must finally not comply with anything anymore, then we're toast. If we don't take that position, then stick a fork in us and get it over with. No government at all is better than what we have now. And, and the signs are there. The U.S. and Israel are telling the entire world that they don't care. Uh, at all, what you think? Well, you, uh, <laughs> I, I uh, agree on all the um, the apathy stuff. I harp on that all the time. Well, not uh, apathy. No, what I'm saying is we got we need solutions, not talk. See, it oh, turns yeah, out George absolutely. Bush, you know, the dumb one, he was right. The Constitution is now just a GD piece of paper. My daddy got it right too. See, the Constitution yeah. means absolutely. I don't think anarchy is the solution. The Constitution means absolutely zero when you're laying on the pavement with a knee in the small of your back. Let's face it. And that's the point we're at now. Nobody cares. I mean, so you got people talking about Democrat, Republican. This is all not. You know what? Even the wars are diversions now. Nothing is being done. People come. Now, I feel sorry for these Palestinian women and children, but it continues. The U.S. vetoed the ceasefire three times. U.S. Israel is telling people, stick it where the sun don't shine. They don't care. What more do people need? What more do people need to know at this point? When it would happen on uh, if uh, this April 15th, all you heard at the IRS and the post office was crickets chirp. What if the American people independently, all of a sudden, given all they've observed, all the atrocities that have happened, all the rights they've lost... Say, you know what? I'm not funding the fraud anymore. I'm not funding the fraud. And, and that the, the, the tax uh, stops. They've got a huge problem. Now, they, granted, they just go and print money. And as, unless they run out of ink or paper right now, they'll, they'll just uh, print and inject as much money as they want. But they don't even have the cover, the window dressing, uh, the, the, the narrative of us funding much of anything. But what happens with that when that day happens? Well, there's, there's the one solution. Democrats and Republicans, as stupid and as tied into their systems as they are, could they smarten up and just realize their pockets are nearly empty and I'm not giving you any more? You guys suck. Is well, that see, my, my daddy, my daddy has it right. I don't play this rah-rah flag-waving Republican bullshit no more. No. This is all window dressing. This is all a game. 
And the more people play this game, the more stupid they show the world that they are. I mean, we've got, we've got to start saying, no, we're not complying with nothing. You don't like it? Do something about it. I mean, that's unfortunately, that's the point we're at now. Mm. That's the point we're at now. Our backs are against the wall. Like I said before, the U.S. and Israel are blatantly showing the world, screw you. We don't care what you think. I mean, and the only way we can get a secure border is, is by funding that even deeper? Well, we, the American people got such short memories. Let's go back a, a couple of decades. I remember when everyone was up in arms, they were sick and tired of uh, people attaching rioters and things to these must-pass omnibus bills. Things that absolutely might, oh, government's going to shut down, and oh, you don't want that to happen. Who cares? I want them to shut down. Let them shut down. We don't need, like I said, no government at all is better than what we have. A government this aggressive can't look at his people and say, oh, if you don't pass, let us pass this budget, we're going to shut down. That's a, shut the worst thing you can do. I say the same thing. Let them shut do down. it. Shut down. Shut down. Who the hell needs them? We'd be better off without them at this point now. I mean, let's face it. Like I said before, Mike Gaddy has it right. How much longer are Americans going to play these stupid-ass games? Rah, rah. America first. Republican. And meanwhile, they're getting screwed. I mean, There's, how stupid can people be? I think Ron would be, be in America first. I, I'm good with that. It's the yeah, okay, but make it a, yeah, it's good saying America first, but you've got to make it first. And we're sure. not making it first by putting up with this nonsense any longer. I, we have to stop complying. He had a reporter that actually asked him a very normal, common-sense question. Is it, what, uh, if he planned to do anything executively to deal with the border? And he said, I, I don't have that authority. We have got... There's nothing new. This is why I oppose any new bill, any bipartisan screwing of any kind, uh, because we have got another situation where there's existing laws that we don't even know if they work or not, because they've been simply uh, selectively ignored. So no, they all got to go. Well, Five hundred thirty-five got to go. I don't care if they call themselves conservative Republicans or not. They all got to go. We got to start over. That's the only solution yeah. to this. We can't have we can't have two or three the states and what the people are already thinking and in measure. Uh, but you look at your registration status in my state. I think is fifty seven percent of the registered voters have unenrolled. They've already decided that both parties suck really bad. Of course, right? The people are are there. They're getting there. The, 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 everything is a, a very thinly... Well, the uh, next step is not thin, to comply with anything. That's the next right. step. Say no, yeah. no, 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 and oh. no. We're not going to yeah. do it no more. That's it. I mean, you people said, have got to get off their ass. They can't just sit around and and, and talk about things. And, and, and I mean, this is... It gets so damn boring when people do this. I feel like saying, wake the hell up. What's the matter with you? Can't you see what's going on? I mean, Look at what's her name there. Uh, she's now going to go after uh, the farming uh, community, the farming industry, uh, because they lied about uh, the, the effects on climate change. They, they, and, and I say, good, go ahead. I think that's wonderful. You, you take a, a mad dog and you just jabbed it with a, a sharp stick. When around the world, the farmers are now in the streets. I think that's friggin' wonderful. You might see the American farmers... Uh, get together with the American truckers uh, and get together with the American people. And then the example that you just gave a moment ago, Chance, about when are people going to stop you know, letting it put the knee right in your back? 
I'll tell you when the government knee gets off your back, when there are 10 million people in the streets around you. Hey, when people become boat rockers, when they rock the boat, that's the only time things will change. But at this point, when I hear people complain and bitch about politics or say, if only we get our man in, I mean, I say, man, how stupid are these people? Are they freaking brain dead or what? Uh, uh, They can't because they don't want to do it themselves. They want somebody to lead them. I mean, that doesn't tell you about human weakness and human frailty and human ineptitude. I don't know what does. I really don't. People better wake the hell up. All politics is local. I've said this so many times I could puke. All politics is local. All this stuff, I don't care if it comes from the global community, the federal jackasses, the state jackasses, that if you get into your town... That's where the tires meet the road. That's where the tyranny is executed. The tyranny of COVID, the tyranny of everything, gun control. When that, when your locals stand up and say, well, no, no, we're not going to enforce that here. We're not going to do it. Well, I, mean, listen, it is I don't need no man to lead me. All I need works. for him is to stay the hell out of my way and leave me be. That's all I need. I don't need uh, uh, uh-huh. uh, anybody to tell me how to live or what I got to do. All I need is for him to stay the frig out of my way and leave me alone. That's all I'm concerned yeah. with. And yeah. with that, I'm going to leave. I'm going to let you go now. Bye bye. All right, thanks, Chance. <laughs> oh, oh man, what an angelic little slice of heaven Chance was today. But I'm with him. Uh, you know, I I am upset and, and frustrated. It, it is a a sense of frustration. Those who've had has been in the game for a long time are feeling it. Uh, you know, I, I see people burning out all the time is that they've given everything they can and the mindset of people is is moving so slow so slow and you know it's like seeing a, a, a deaf person walking on a railroad track with a commuter train coming along and and just watching them walk ever so slow i i, I mean that's the way it is for a lot of folks but Again, it, it, it's simply because, sorry about that, simply because they haven't tuned into the fact that all the tools that they need to start defending themselves, their communities, their families, is so much closer. They keep looking at, up at the top for, for freedom to rain down. That is not what rain downs from government ever. Freedom and liberty does not rain down from government. Ever. Tyranny does. Control does. Those are the things that rain down from government, if you let it. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm wound up. But at the same time, you know, in my day-to-day life, there are so many things that I just nullified in my head. I cannot get my phone to stop. Oh. Yeah, you got to call in uh, the show. I got someone trying to call in uh, my old show number, uh, the new show number. Uh, not new show number. It's the, always been the number here at uh, RBN. It's 512-248-8252. Um, give us a call. Uh, we can chat it up and talk about the issues. But right now it's nationalism versus globalism. The As we degrade... As we degrade as a 
society is coming unraveled. It really is coming unraveled right now. And if the folks out there are going to allow this instability to begin and take place and just be that seaweed in the tide like the GOP is, just kind of go wherever they're nudged and pushed, your future sucks. It is a very dark, bleak, um, dreamless future. It is. It will. The things that you want in life, I don't care what that is, good health, grandchildren, your wants are, are pushed aside. And what you will do is you will act and you will live your life in the name of the collective as has been defined for you by your government rulers the days of us having valid public servants, the days should be the final additions to the endangered species list before we get rid of that entirely. <laughs> Is There's not too many of them. I mean, how many people can you point to in our federal government that you would truly say as a statesman? I think Ron Paul is as close as we come, and even his own son falls short. So the system's going to continue to destabilize. And what is going to come down to? All those things that just had chance all fired up. All right, the political dipolar part of this. Yeah, that's going to start to fade and go away as people go into the streets and realize they got commonalities they need to focus on and that their political parties have abandoned them and are frauds. Be right back after this short break. Listening to Red Pill Politics at Republic Broadcasting Network. You stay with us. Hit that share button. We'll be back in just a minute. Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. 
The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit drinksupertea.com. The first word is drink, spelled D-R-I-N-K, then the word super, then the word tea. The complete website is drinksupertea.com or call us at 818-965-9113, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-965-9113, drinksupertea.com. You're listening to Real Talk Radio, only on the Republic Broadcasting Network. 